With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. It's one of those things where, like, I can't help myself and I do focus on the negative ones sometimes, but it doesn't hurt my feelings. I don't care. My check's clear. I'm living my dream. I'm really happy. Social media is a dumpster fire. We all know it, but we're also a lot like Nicole Byer, and we just can't quit it. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this edition of the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast, we talk to Nicole Byer about her busy career as host of Nailed It and Wipeout, as well as star of the comedy Grand Crew, and even the recent star of her own first Netflix stand-up special. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Nicole Byer never set out to be a host. For years, she was best known for being one of the hilarious comics on MTV's Girl Code and later the star of Loosely Exactly Nicole. Fast forward to 2020, and she became the first black woman nominated for Outstanding Host for a Reality or Competition Program at the Primetime Emmys for Netflix's Nailed It. Then she was nominated again the following year. Byer has been very busy in recent years. She co-hosts multiple podcasts, as well as co-hosting Wipeout with John Cena, and stars in NBC's Grand Crew. She's hosted Nailed It since its 2018 debut, and also has her first ever Netflix comedy special, Nicole Byer BBW, which stands for Big Beautiful Weirdo, also in the running for a nomination. Okay, more about me. I've said it a hundred times during this set, but I'm a single woman. And I was thinking to myself, Nicole, how have you dated anyone past three dates? How, 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 how? And I was like, oh yeah, I tricked them. Because <laughs> men seem to really love a chill girl. <laughs> you know, a girl who's chill. <laughs> a chill girl. <laughs> and I'm not chill, I'm fucking crazy, okay? <laughs> I'll be saying normal things out loud to a guy and thinking the most insane things. Out loud, I'm like, Tee-hee-hee. yes, you're very funny. Let's get a drink. Who, me? I love a taco. And then... <laughs> and then I'm thinking insane things like, why does it take you more than 30 seconds to text me back? <laughs> Will you ever love me more than you love your dog? <laughs> I know it's only been three months, but if you die, do I get to go to your funeral? And is that when I get to meet your mother? <laughs> Friday's Emily Longaretta and I recently sat down with Bayer to talk about her busy career, from hosting to stand-up to sitcom work, as well as her multiple generations of fans. We began by talking about what a podcasting pro she is and how she knows the proper microphone etiquette. I mean, I have producers and they go, get further away from the mic, stop screaming, <laughs> hit record. <laughs> have you by now figured out the proper length of how far away you should be from the, the podcast mic yeah. and all that? So this is a different mic, but usually my mic at home, I talk into the side of it and I'm about that far away. 
but this has a pop filter, so I think I'm good here. Yeah, so you are a pro. Let's <laughs> also for doing voiceovers and stuff. <laughs> I know. Well, you're you're a busy, busy person. I am coming off. Uh, well, as we're recording this, the Critics' Choice Awards. Yes. You had now the kids call them looks. The L E W K S. Looks. Am I allowed to say that? I think you can say looks. You had some looks. I sure did. <laughs> uh, yeah, wait, did we start? We did. We this just is we just very <laughs> casual. No intro, no nothing. Get into it. We're getting to it. <laughs> so my stylist is incredible. His name is Marco Monroe. I love him so much. Um he had uh Christian Siriano do my carpet and like first half of the show look and then I cannot remember her name she's based in Florida she did my second look which is a very very short dress and then a big bouffant of hair that Maria my hair girl did and then Jen's my makeup girl and they're really really great I love them yeah yeah, yeah. well it, it you looked fantastic thank you and uh that 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 first like here I'm I, I'm, I don't know the first thing about fashion I don't know why I'm talking about fashion but <laughs> I do know that that dress that you wore coming out was like incredible. Like that. Thank you. So, that's it. You don't have to know about fashion. That's you just about all look I know. at it and be like incredible. I felt like a like an out of the box Barbie, you know, like a <laughs> like a collector's Barbie. And they're like, you get to come out of the box for an hour, and I'll put you right back in, so you're valuable still. That's how I felt. So, are you into because you've done so much hosting, mm-hmm. in, especially in recent years? Are you into that? Do you enjoy like dressing up like that and going out there and, and being the master of ceremonies? I love dressing up. Um, it does get a little stressful because people on the internet, oh, they mean. <laughs> are they? I thought they were. I don't know if you heard, but they mean. <laughs> I thought they were nuanced and really just supportive. <laughs> They're mean. Sometimes they don't understand bits. Uh, but honestly, overall, um, I do. I do. It's fun. It's a lot of fun to like do a dress rehearsal or like uh, workshop a joke or whatever. I mean, ultimately, it's like their show, and I'm just the vessel. It's a, you know what I mean. Uh, so sometimes you pitch a joke that they're like, "Oh, that's a little too much." Uh, <laughs> so we'll rein it back in. But yeah, it's fun. Well, live Nicole Byer. Hmm. Let's talk about that. I mean, how how do you like self edit? Like, what's what's going through your head? Because there's the joke that you could tell, uh-huh. and you're on broadcast television, so you can't necessarily tell. Well, luckily enough, like we had prompt, we had a prompter. We were reading off a prompter, so it's like just before I went out, I'd be like, just stick to the prompter, <laughs> just stick to the prompter. Don't you dare say something. Don't don't hit an f bomb. Don't do it. Um, yeah, I just had to keep telling myself that. Because I nailed it, you know. I also read from a prompter on that show and Wipeout. Uh, that's edited. So, like, sometimes I say awful things. Or Cena will say something terrible. Or Jacques will be will say something. And you're like, good thing it's getting edited out. <laughs> Has that changed over the years? Like, uh, in, in, are there still some great, like, uh, takeouts that we just have never seen from from Nailed It or, or, or Wipeout or some of these other shows? Yeah, I mean, when we first started shooting Nailed It, we didn't know what it was, and it's like a 12, 16-hour day, and we watch them bake, so, like, you get a little bored. So, truly, if they wanted to, they could have edited, like, an R-rated version of the show or a PG-13 version or or what we have, which is, like, you know, G with a, a couple of soft-hearted jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's there's so much footage. Yeah. <laughs> so much. 
why haven't they edited the like the saucy NC seventeen version of, of Nailed It? Like I After would, Hours Nailed It. I would assume it's because so many kids like it um, that it's like, oh, how do you differentiate between the one that kids can watch and the one that they can't watch? Do you know what I mean? That's on the parents. Ah! <laughs> right? I mean, if you put the right rating on it, then that's, you know, if the parents aren't paying attention, then their kids could learn something new from you. They could. They absolutely could. Um, I don't know. I uh, I mean, I think it would be very funny if they didn't put it on YouTube or something, but I, I think it's a... Uh, I think you're giving parents too much credit in uh, <laughs> saying that they could like uh, self-regulate what some kids watch. Yeah, no, and- not all parents. <laughs> People can get mad at me, but Hashtag whatever. Not all parents. I don't like kids. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my kids do watch your show, so I guess well, I like your kids. I guess thank you for not putting that one out because I probably <laughs> am not regulating what they're watching. So who knows what Nicole Byer stuff they've seen on the internet, but. But nonetheless, um, it's it's been uh, you know so so now that you've been doing this show for a while, twice nominated for an Emmy. Yes, thrice. Thrice. And now I'm an executive producer on oh, the show. There you so go. So when the show gets nominated, she gets another <laughs> nomination, and an angel gets their wings. Um, yeah. So three thrice nominated, which is like wild. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Because that's like something that dies with me. I will forever be Emmy nominated Nicole Byer. <laughs> well, we got to get it to the Emmy winner Nicole Byer, right? That's sort of the next yeah. step. As long as RuPaul is thriving, uh, doing the show, we will lose to Drag Race every year. <laughs> I will lose every year to RuPaul. But honestly, what a beautiful uh, like tradition to get like dressed up. Look stunning, take pictures, get hammered with some wine, and then watch RuPaul go, thank you. And I go, thank you. I like the show, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm such a big fan of RuPaul. You've been on Drag Race. Yeah. So, so at least it feels personal. You could sort of yeah. re- revel in their win. And, and I mean, I truly don't care. I love <laughs> the show so much. It's like, what, I'm mad to lose to my favorite show on television? No, you can't be mad. And when people go, it's an honor to be nominated, and people are like, you're lying. No, it is. It really is. It's really nice to that people like my work enough to recognize me for it. And it does... It, it's one of those things where it's like the thought that counts. Yeah, yeah. Jacques is pissed, though, right? He's, I mean, he's Honestly, angry. every time we come back from not winning, he, like, throws things. <laughs> like spatulas, forks, knives. And I'm like, Jacques, you can't do that. The French are like, they have a reputation here being rude. And he's like, don't tell me what to do, Nicole. And I'm like, Jacques, stop screaming. No, I'm kidding. He's the nicest man <laughs> in America who's not American. He's great. I love him. Yeah, that's nice to know Jacques Torres. <laughs> yeah, he is great. I, uh, He also makes me dinners when he's in town. Like, he is the sweetest, kindest man. I don't like lamb, but every every time he comes to town, he makes me lamb, and it's so good. I've never had lamb at a restaurant that I was like, oh, that's it. But, like, he makes it. I don't know what he does to it, but it's, he, oh. And then he makes these donuts. Last time I, we did dinner, he made lamb, rice, something else, and then these, like, puffy donuts and before dinner he's like we have to eat the donuts and I was like before dinner but they were still warm and like gooey and I was like oh I understand why we had to eat them immediately and then we had more after dinner oh he feeds me so well he's so good to me I love him that is fantastic pre-dinner donuts from Jacques Torres oh so good (laughs) so good 
I don't want to hog up the conversation, Emily. I know, I know. Well, you know, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to chime in or not. Oh, you're... This, is, this is my first one. I'm oh, going to no. step it in. So. I know. I'm, I'm so. I'm so mean. I'm so rude. I, I Mike mean, is a scary kinda. man. <laughs> so. Well, one thing I wanted to know about was what you prefer when it comes to hosting and having to do keeping it kind of PG or G versus your Netflix special where you can kind of go off, go a little dirty. Well, I mean, I think that's the beauty of everything I do. I have different lanes where I get to do different facets of me. So like Nailed It, I'm edited down. It's family friendly. You know, anybody can watch it. Wipeout's, I think, a little older. Um, My special... It truly depends on where you lie <laughs> with your humor. It is. People say it's filthy. I don't think it is. I think it's just fun. Um, and then, like, I get to do Grand Crew and NBC. And my one of my good friends created that show, so he lets me improvise a lot. And then it's network, so that gets edited down as well. But um, I just, I'm really lucky that I have so. And then my podcasts, I say whatever I want. Um, hopefully it ages well. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how many podcasts so, do you have right now? You have four, right? Four right now. Yeah. Why won't you date me? Best friends, ninety day bay, and then newcomers, where me and my friend Lauren Lapkus are now watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Trash. <laughs> Not for me. Hot take. I couldn't get through the Avengers. It was really hard. It took me like two days to watch it. But I'm in the middle of the Winter Soldier. Pretty good. Who knew Robert Redford was in it? Oh my God. Have you seen Indecent Proposal? Oh, that's such a sexy movie. Have you yeah. seen <laughs> Going back a few years, but yeah. I just watched that last year well, and I loved it. Speaking of the internet, which again, as, as we've established, so mm-hmm. kind. So, so kind. I mean, they're so understanding, but they, they have a few thoughts on Marvel as well. Uh-huh. And what are their thoughts on your thoughts on Marvel? People seem to like it. We had one comment that I was like, oh, that might be why people don't get mad at us. Uh, some man was just like, I love listening to them talk about things and getting it wrong. And I like feel the urge to correct them. And it feels like I'm just listening to my girlfriend and her friend talk. And I was like, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Such a such an insight into your relationship, sir. It was very funny to me. How much do you read the comments? I'm always curious because some people don't and some people like to. It's one of those things where like I can't help myself and I do focus on the negative ones sometimes. Mm. But it doesn't hurt my feelings. I don't care. My check's clear. I'm living my dream. <laughs> I'm really happy. Um, but one of the best interactions I've ever had was I used to scroll through my DMs to get comments for why won't you date me, but now we've like an email where you can email it. Uh, but this man was like, I hate you. I effing hate. Can I curse on this? Yeah, yeah. He was like, I fucking hate you. You're not fucking funny. Go fuck yourself. I hate you. And I just wrote back, I hope that made you feel better. <laughs> and then he wrote back, it did. I had a really bad day. I shouldn't have taken it on you. Keep making people laugh, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a breakthrough you had a breakthrough with I this. loved it but he doubled down was like I really don't like you <laughs> but not me but not me and that cr- I like laughed so hard and I was like I don't that was magical <laughs> that was just it was magical and then I like wrote a smiley face and then he just hearted it because I was like yeah he don't want to talk to me anymore he doesn't like me <laughs> so yeah I don't know I uh I don't mind criticism I really don't because it's like if that made you feel better in the moment then like I'm then that's oh, kind of the same thing as making someone laugh. Like, that made them feel good. If you saying something awful to me and I acknowledge it makes you feel good, then, I don't know, I could do that for you. What do you find when, uh, do you do you run into people on the street? Do you, or, or at the grocery store or what have you, do mm. people approach you or do they sort of respect their distance? Or, or if they do approach you, what, what do they want to talk about? Um, 
So last night I went to dinner and this uh, short little black girl who was adorable was like, I love you so much. And I was like, thank you so much. And we just had a cute little moment. Um, and then kids will like to tell me about like what they bake at home with their parents. And then I'll like talk to them. I don't like kids, but I will always talk to a kid. And I will always tell them that they look smart and they look like they're creative. Because uh, when I was little, people would be like, oh, you're so pretty. You're going to be a heartbreaker or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like kids don't need to hear that. They need to hear that they're smart and they're capable. Yeah. So I tried to do that. So like maybe that stays in their memory. Um, and then, yeah, take a picture with them. Try to like make it like a special moment of their day. That's nice. That is so nice. Well, what? it's nice that they like me. It's nice that they wanted to say something nice to me. It's the least I can do. I, John Cena taught me that. Uh, for a while, I was like, God, I'm going to like go to my grave hearing, nailed it! I'm going to literally pass away with people screaming, nailed it at me. Or like when my coffin goes in the ground, they're like, nailed it! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cena was like, why would you get mad about that? He's like, people just like you. They don't know anything about you. They don't know your personal life. They don't know how you feel all the time. They're just trying to identify with you. So like, why not enjoy that? And I was like, oh my God. John Cena has the answer. Yeah. He's very smart and has a lot of wisdom. I really enjoy working with him. <laughs> Have you talked to him about his opening credits to Peacemaker? Like, uh, No, I haven't. I haven't gotten to talk to him since I've watched a little bit of Peacemaker. Uh, but yeah, he's... <laughs> He's really great. I, I love the pairings of you with like with John Cena <laughs> and with Jacques Torres. Like I want to see both of those movies. Like again, I feel like Netflix has fallen down. They need to do the R-rated, nailed it, yes. and they need to do the buddy comedy. I would love it. He's really great to work with. He's always early. He's prepared, and he's funny, and he's nice, and like that's all you really need. Yeah, and talented. He's also very talented. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like, I mean, you're in a really good place right now because you have all those things. And then you have Grand Crew, which mm -hmm. I adore that show. I Thank I want to so be friends much. with everyone. Thank you. On that show. Like, it's just such a fun place to kind of just hang out. That's uh, that's kind of where around where I live, too. Oh, so yeah? I love, like, that the whole neighborhood thing, like, because you're doing Silver Lake and Highland mm -hmm. Park and, and sort of the, the east side. Yeah. Uh, so so it's just, it feels like I, I would want to be a part of that friend group. <laughs> uh, but talk a little bit about that, because this sure. has been a big acting gig for you. Yes. Um, so thankful for it. Phil Jackson, Phil Augusta Jackson, who created it. Uh, we used to be on an improv team about 10 years ago in New York. And we've just known each other for so long. And he wrote the pilot and was like, hey, I have a part that I wrote for you. It's not a huge part, but like, if it goes, would you be interested? And I'm like, I'm a ride or die. Of course. I love you. I love, we wrote a pilot together years ago that never went anywhere. Two iterations of it. I still think it's funny. But uh, we that didn't go anywhere. And then I was like, yeah, Phil, I'll always work with you. And then Echo and I were on a sketch team together for three years Carl and I have performed together countless times at UCB. Aaron uh, Jennings played my brother on Loosely Exactly Nicole. And then Gracie, I didn't know. And then Justin Cunningham, I didn't know. But like they really just kind of folded in and were like down for all of our shenanigans. And I just had such a good fucking time. It was so cool to like be able to like collaborate and have a shorthand. Like Echo and I had a shorthand and inside jokes already. So we already felt like siblings and it was very easy to play brother and sister. And I'm really proud of it. And a pilot, the pilot I think is a pilot. It like, it doesn't quite set up what the show ends up being, but like I feel like we really hit a nice groove in that second episode. And then like the last three are my favorite because it like leads up to this like really nice, like, you know, build up. And then there's like a cliffhanger and you're like, what? Like I read the script and I was like, Phil, what happens next? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> he said, like, we'd have to get in a room and like break the story. He's like, I don't know. And I was like, 
oh, well, I'm in the show and I'm hooked on it and I want to know what happens. I just hope people enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's one of those shows where the more you watch, the more you yes. get to know the characters and the dynamic. And mm-hmm. that's like the, the classic thing you want in a, a TV show is like, okay, I know these people. I can hang with them now for half an hour, yeah. 20, 21 minutes. 20, in, 22 minutes. 22 minutes in sitcom land. <laughs> I, yeah. I wanted to bring up because you said that you do some improv on it. So how much of it is improv versus what you're reading? Most of it is scripted, but uh, I'll watch a scene. I'll be like, they took that take. And I have a lot of like weird little isms that they kept in the show, which is really fun. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, uh, I'd have to like watch the episode again and be like, oh, yeah, that's improvised. But uh, yeah, every now and again, you'll get like a line or two in. But like, it's pretty tightly scripted. So, yeah, yeah. So it, it, are you sort of at the stage where you wanted to be in the career or, or like when you look at now what you're doing with the four podcasts, uh-huh. hosting two shows <laughs> in a sitcom? I mean, A, I don't know how you like got dressed this morning. <laughs> I need a nap after you just right? read that list. <laughs> it just dawned on me that you're like you're you're doing too much, Nicole. Settle I, down. Well, I am trying to pare it down a little bit because I was like, OK, you're you don't have to. This sounds insane. Like, it's like, I did the work to get to where I am, and it's like, oh, when do I actually get to enjoy it? So I have taken a little bit of a break from doing as much, um, but also I really like working. Yeah. So it's not going to be a very long-lived break. I'm probably going to get back to a lot of other things soon. Uh, but yeah, I just, I like working. I like making people smile. Like, one of my favorite things on set is when you can get a camera operator to laugh because they've seen it all. And a lot of our camera ops and our DP, Rick Page, is uh, they were from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So, like, you work for so long with, like, Andy Samberg, who's so funny to me. I love Andy. And uh, just, like, to get them to laugh is like, oh, yeah, this I'm funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're, wait- we're waiting for that uh, Nine-Nine spinoff, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> with Trudy Judy. With Trudy Judy and the, the <laughs> Judy, Judy family. Yeah. <laughs> Craig Robinson is so wonderful. He called me on my birthday, and I missed the call, and I texted him. I was like, oh, did you call me? He was like, I had a whole happy birthday song ready for you. And I was like, I missed out. I missed out. He's great. I really love him. I'm lucky. I get to work. I truly haven't really worked with anybody that I was like, oh, they're a garbage person. (laughs) Everyone's just been really kind. That's good. That's good. Um, Are you, like... I got to imagine, because when I see you, like, I always... I smile, because I'm like, okay, like... Nicole's just she's gonna bring so much energy and light to the room, but I know that's probably got to be tough to to be on. And now there's kind of this expectation that here comes Nicole, she's gonna make us laugh. And and is uh, what's that like? And and are there just moments where you're like, guys, I just fuck you. I, I... <laughs> Sometimes when I'm doing new material at shows, I will preface it with, I'm tired. I just came from work. This is all new stuff, and I don't know if it's funny, so let's be honest. Uh, because sometimes people will just laugh because they like you. Uh, but when you tell an audience that, they're like, all right, great, make me fucking laugh. And you're like, ooh, I dug myself in a hole, and I got to get out of it. But sometimes that's good. Um, yeah, I uh, Ron, the stage manager at uh, the Critics' Choice Awards, I really loved him. Um, at one point, he was like, you bring such great energy to this and I said yeah I die when I go home at night and he went huh kind of dark <laughs> and I was like yeah like when I get home sometimes I'm just like oh I gotta be silent for a little bit because I do like entertaining people and it's not like I'm like oh my god I have to do it I just like I don't know I feel like all comics are deranged in a way where like you leave your home at night 
to go make strangers in the dark laugh. That's deranged. That's yeah. crazy. To go to an audition in the morning, to sit with like a bunch of people who look just like you and go, I'm better than them. That's deranged. We're all sick in the head. So yeah, I like making people laugh and I, uh, I don't mind it. Yeah. So what does it look like when you do get to go home at night? Just relax and like turn off everything, or do you have a hard time like winding down? Because I would assume after you go, 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 mm-hmm. it's tough to turn that off. I have a hard time winding down, but like I'll watch TV. I have a, a cute little dog named Clyde, um, and we'll cuddle. <laughs> I love Clyde, he's got purple tail. Um, sometimes I'll like get go swimming or something. I have a pole at my house and I pole dance, uh, so like on days off, I'll do that. Yeah, I just try to like do things that make me smile. Yeah. Cuz like uh sometimes it is draining, you know, just like having to continuously perform. But yeah, I've got like really good friends too, so like I go out with them. And they it's take good. care of me. And we don't mean to turn this into a therapy session, but Are you, you know, sure because I I've uh, I haven't been in therapy in a month and I'm looking for a new therapist. I mean, we're here for you. <laughs> we are here That's for you. That's actually what this was. It was just it, <laughs> Oh my god, this is a therapy intervention with like microphones. you need to get out your feelings. Oh, yeah, man. it's hard to turn it off. That's but a great podcast idea with microphones. Variety intervention. <laughs> Nicole, you just like gave us a new idea for a podcast. Thank oh, you. My do god. you want to do a fifth podcast? Yeah, Nicole? do you want to join us? Yeah, you, you let me in that, I'll do it. We're going to have a few other great people here the next couple of days. <laughs> you you want to come join us and just like yeah, sure. Who's analyze coming? folks. Who's coming in? <laughs> so, Who? Well, we'll talk to Bill Hader and, and see okay. what he's... <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll therapize Bill Hader. Why not? She's um, now going to turn into the therapist also. <laughs> I, I like, by the way, that they did get the, the, the pole dancing into an early episode of Grand Crew. So yes. they, are, they, they are working your yeah. interest into, into the show as well. So. Yeah, because that was uh, self-care. So I was doing self-care with my brother. And Phil texted me. He was like, what do you do for self-care? And I was like, and I just give him a list of stuff. So yeah, it was fun. So you mentioned TV. Uh, anything that you've watched recently that you've uh, enjoyed? Or what, what are your picks of the moment? What are your... I mean, I love Drag Race. Um, I watched all of Yellow Jackets. Did you Did you guys watch Yellow yes, Jackets? Yes. I fucking loved it. So it good. was so good and so fun. Um, oh, I want to say something, but I feel like I'll spoil it, so I won't say it. Um, what else have I yeah. watched? Oh, you. Okay, so I love the first season of You. Netflix is You. It's always weird when you say You. People are like, me? And it's like, no, you're not a season. Thank you. You're You're not a television show. Uh, But Netflix is You, the first season. Love. Second season, I was like, "Mm, I'm here for it, but I don't love it. And then the third season went so cuckoo bananas, I was back in. I loved it again. I was like, this is perfect. Wild in the craziest way. I love it. I love it so much. Um, I think that's like the last couple of things I watched. I tried to get into Euphoria, but I was like, teens. Teens naked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I might get around to it. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a lot of TV. Yeah. So and then there's all the guilty pleasure stuff too. Is there mm-hmm. anything just trashy that you like? Um, I do. I mean, I like uh, what's his name, Guy Fieri. So I watch diners, drive-ins, and dives. Uh, I'll just like watch that on loop. I love House Hunters. So much. And then Rock the Block. Have you watched Rock the Block? I'm hooked on Rock the Block. I fucking love Rock the Block. Okay, so Rock the Block. So the first season, it was just like one designer, and then you have to redo the kitchen. 
a bedroom. Like you redo a house one by one and you like win each room. Second season, teams, can you even? And then the people who won the second season, I was like, no. This is a TJ Maxx house. This is not elevated. I was living. I was so angry. I was like, you put a nasty ass bowling alley in here that's not functional really? Ew, your taste is trash. So then I watched their show and I was like, the whole taste all around is trash. Bad, bad, bad. But now it's bad. It's back for a third season. I haven't started. It's three episodes deep. I didn't realize it come back, so I gotta get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just watch wait. It. Just <gasps> wait. Oh my god! What does that mean? Oh, it's so good. It's so bad, but so good. Okay, wait, I got. I can't wait to hear which pairs you like. So which, second which season, like. Nate Burkus and his partner Jeremiah, they should have won. That was a cohesive house. The only misstep they had was that bedroom with of the course. weird curtain. Okay, because but they like, got lazy. So they yes, they did. But that flooring, come on. They the have flooring, the best style. you follow it from outside inside. <laughs> How did this turn into a Rock the Block podcast? I, I love interior decorating. Same. I watch and, HGTV all day. Okay, so you got to watch House Hunters Renovations. And the reason why you have to watch it is because people have no taste. And it's incredible <laughs> to watch someone go, I want red grout and red subway tile. And you're like, what? So you live in the devil's kitchen? What is that? <laughs> oh, I love it. And then I love it. I'll be like, Jill, she is, um, she digs holes. And she, uh, and then Jim, he works in a, a mortuary. And they have $10 million to buy a house. And you're like, how do they have so much money? You gotta watch House yeah. Hunters. Oh yeah, I, I do watch House Hunters. Okay. I like, mean, I House Hunters, the best thing about House Hunters is that they say, they always say, I need room for entertaining. And I'm thinking, uh-huh. how many friends do you have that I come over? I know. I've never had more than four people over at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah, I I mean, I have like entertaining spots in my home. And then after I finished it, I was like, yeah, I, I, I people come to my house two at a time. That's, I don't. How often are you having parties? Yeah, I don't have parties because then you have to clean up after the parties. That's too much. I like the international version because you always wonder who's actually on the lamb. Oh, see, I do not like the international version. <laughs> I hate it because they're always like, this isn't like America. And I'm like, no shit. No shit. Whenever I leave this country, people will tell you to like go somewhere. And you're like, oh, because this is the Americanized version of this place. Like I went to Costa Rica, did very little research. We ended up in this like weird place where the actual address was five kilometers from the soccer field. That's what it said <laughs> on the website. And that's what we told our driver. And then we were like, oh, we are driving to the middle of nowhere. But I loved it because it was like nobody really spoke English and it was a nice time. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> this just went off the rails. Well, I, I went to... It. Oh, again, I didn't really research it. Me and my friends this year go places and don't do any research. So then we'll tag along with other friends who've done the research. But we went to, it was not Cancun, and it was not Playa del Carmen. It was somewhere in the middle of it. And we went to this resort where, like, they had, like, hamburger night. And we are like, we don't want hamburger. This is Mexico. Right, right. What's going on? And then some man was like, I don't, I just want a normal hamburger. And we're like, why do you want a hamburger? And like, whatever. Yeah. It was it was wild. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's disturbing. You're right. You're right. <laughs> well, on that note, Nicole, what uh, what should what should we be looking for next? What are you excited about? What do you got coming that uh, you can? What do share I have coming that I can share? Um, I don't know if I have anything that I can share, but Fingy's Cross at Grand Crew gets renewed. Yeah. I really would love to do a second season of that. Um, I think more wipeout. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> we'll just say more and more of more, everything. More and more things will more be happening. of everything. Yeah. Well, and maybe I'll book a movie or something. I don't 
girl now. She's putting herself on tape to no end. We we've pitched a couple ideas on this podcast. So yeah, somewhere but in a movie. Netflix. Let's make it happen. Yes. So. Well, uh, congrats on everything, Thank Nicole. Thank you. Thank you so much. And great seeing you. Good and, to uh, see you. That's Nicole Byer, host of Netflix's Nailed It and TBS's Wipeout, as well as star of NBC's Grand Crew, which indeed has been renewed for a second season. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Emmy predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. Until next time, for Jazz Tanke, Emily Longaretta, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.